1: I'm your host, Janine, and you're listening to Get the Funk Out right here on KUCI 88.9 FM. And if you're new to the show, you're thinking, what kind of show is this, Get the Funk Out? It's not something you say to your friends. Basically, this show is all about inspiring stories of people that have been through all kinds of ups and downs in this crazy roller coaster ride called life. You've got an inspiring story, you're starting a new chapter in your life, you've lost your job. I mean, who hasn't gone through some tough times in the past few years, right? So I bring together some interesting guests who share inspiring stories, or probably advice, and make your life a little brighter, a little bit more motivated, a little bit more creative to get you through this crazy ride. So... On today's show, I have award-winning psychotherapist and syndicated columnist, radio talk show host, author, speaker, and business consultant, Dr. Barton Goldsmith. And I heard about Dr. Goldsmith in the OC Register. He wrote a great article about ways to be more creative, more motivated in your life, and it's my pleasure to welcome Dr. Barton Goldsmith to this week's show. Good morning. Good morning. How are you?
0: Very well. How are you?
1: Good, good. I loved your recent article in the OC Register. It was very inspiring.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much.
1: Tell me about you. You have all kinds of great advice. I know we have less than an hour, but you want you talk a lot about um, keeping your relationships going in just ten minutes a day. Tell me more about that.
0: Well, you know, it doesn't take that much. Most people spend more time on their hair than they do on their relationships. <laughs> true i mean think about it if you put 10 solid minutes a day focusing on your partner focusing on the us yes. part of the relationship uh, it's, see whether you do that i mean people think yeah well on the weekends we spend all kinds of time together but I'm, what, what i'm talking about is focused energy on the relationship for right 10 minutes a day and we we don't do it
1: no i know I know. I'm guilty. Guilty as charged. (laughs) And it's terrible because I have kids, and I get busy, and I get this and that going on, and I feel bad. You have to find quality time, and that doesn't mean going out to a movie, you know.
0: No, and movies are lousy uh, dates because you you never talk.
1: No, no. You're sitting there in the dark,
0: you know, (laughs) doing nothing. People are doing in their relationships, just sitting in the dark.
1: So true. So true. So what kind of things can we do to, you know ourselves into gear and build those relationships.
0: Well, the first thing is just make the realization that you got to put a little bit of time and energy into this thing. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, I mean, seriously, at least as much time as you spend on your hair. Okay. And if you're bald, you know, come on. <laughs> <laughs> work, work it through. Mm-hmm. I have to. You know, you, you, you have to give it. You have to give your partner. You have to give yourself. You have to give the us. Again, there's three people in a relationship, me, her, and us. Right. And you got to give that focus to her and us or him and us for a little bit of time every day. It, it would be, think of it as, as you know, your, your, your emotional health exercise. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to do much more. It's not like you have to get into a heavy conversation or anything. It's just really about connecting, about what if you spent you know, five minutes in the morning and five minutes at night just looking into each other's eyes, just holding hands, you know? What do you do? Most people don't even do five minutes. Most people come home, peck on the cheek, let's have dinner, take care of the kids, take care of the animals, plop down and watch American Idol, and then it's bedtime. Right. Right?
1: Or get on the computer.
0: Or get on the computer, which is, you know, another another great addiction that we have. And uh, I swear there's going to be 12-step meetings for computer people. Exactly. Um, and, and we avoid being in a relationship. We avoid being a family. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the most powerful tools you have, if you, if you have a family, if you're that fortunate, one of the most powerful tools you have to make it work is all of you having dinner together.
2: Right. Okay. Every
0: study that's come out has said that that is your best, anti-drug, anti-depressant, anti-anxiety medication.
1: So true. Quality time. It's quality time.
0: And people think of it, oh, well, it's got to be perfect. You know, it's got to be like a Stepford family. And no way. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, I mean, first off, <laughs> first thing, another first thing you have to do, right? Get a sense of humor. Right? Right. Dinner with the kids is going to be a little chaotic. That's just the way it is. Yes. That's okay as long as there's love. And if you handle things with a sense of humor rather than with anger, you're going to find that your life is a lot easier.
1: I know. I totally
0: agree. But and you don't do it either. No, no.
1: <laughs> you know what? I we, we do tend to laugh at the dinner table and get silly, and it's nice. It's really nice, you know, because there isn't that much time to really connect during the week. It's so chaotic and busy, and it's so important to to connect with everybody.
0: One of the things that I recommend for, for couples is that when you come in the door or leaving, greetings and farewells, make that a 10-second hug and kiss. <laughs> and a lot of people are going to think that's like eternity, you know? <laughs> I'm late, I gotta go. Um, yeah, but You know, it makes a big difference when you get that. I know. When you have that to look forward to or when you, you know, when you're leaving, someone's looking out for you. Someone's got your back. Someone cares that you come home.
1: That's so true. That's so true. What are some of the major areas that cause difficulty in relationships?
0: Holding on to resentment, probably Mm. your number one. They say there's, the, the Gottman Institute will tell you that there's five reasons people broke up, four or five sex, money, children, and other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, it's, I, I think those things are, are true, but I think it's resentment about sex, money, children, and other people that really causes the problem. You know, sure. I mean, uh, you, you... Number one, of, uh, on, uh, statistically, is money, and it's a tough time right now. Right. But interestingly enough, the divorce rate has had a slight decline since the recession started.
1: Really? Yeah. Oh, is it because people can't afford to get divorced?
0: A lot of the time, people can't afford to get divorced. Mm-hmm. And then they figure out, they figure a way to, quote-unquote, live in the same house together. Okay. And that can lead to reconciling the relationship.
1: That's so true.
0: But- and it has for, you know, I'm sure hundreds of thousands of people and others still working on it. I mean, if you're, if you're with the person and you're still in their proximity and you're interacting every day, you've got a chance for a relationship. But at a certain point, you've got to say, hey, wait a minute. I don't like this breaking up idea. Let's work on the relationship.
1: Right. And I think a lot of people just throw in the towel way too easily.
0: Especially if you've paid a lawyer or rented an apartment.
1: Oh, that's so true.
0: You know, that's I mean, so those are the two things that may, it, make it really hard to unwind because people think they've got to get their money's worth. Right. You know, and I, I think you get your money's worth in the fact that, okay, I made this mistake and got an apartment or got a lawyer, and uh, I, but I don't have to move out. Right. You know, you know I, I need... I,
1: I got I to tell you something. I don't mean to interrupt, but I don't want to forget. I, when my kids don't get along, mm-hmm. I'll say, listen, I'm going to have to put you in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> or the closet with a flashlight till you get along, and then when you get along, you can come out. <laughs> it's a close space, it's small. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing, you know, and they laugh, and then they realize it's so silly what they're arguing about.
0: And most of the time, that's the case with grown-ups, too. M. Scott Peck said something brilliant in The Road Less Traveled. He said that the difference between adults and children are that adults have, them have the ability to delay gratification. And Uh I thought he should have put in parentheses, adults are supposed to have the ability to delay gratification because we're we're not all that good at it. I know, I know. (laughs) You know, I I think that, that, uh, but I think it's a great definition, you know. Yes. I think when we get into emotional stuff, people want it resolved. Men, I think more than women, don't like difficult emotions flying around the house. And if a woman says to a guy, "Honey, we have to talk,"
1: he's like, "Uh oh."
0: (laughs) She sends (laughs) ribbons of fear shooting down his spine. Um, That term "nervous as a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs" comes to mind. (laughs) If you're gonna say that, don't 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 make the poor guy wait until like after dinner to hear that. Whatever it is, right. because right now he's going through his list of all the crimes he's committed in the relationship, and he's trying to figure out a good way out of it. Um, if you have something that you need to say to somebody, you can tell them ask, is this a good time to talk? Yes. But don't say, I have this to say and we'll talk tonight, because if it is a good time for the other person to talk, they're not going to want to think about it all day long. Of course. They're going you to know? agonize over it. And then a lot of guys will do the uh, "what did I do now" thing, right. and you got to think maybe it was nothing, and come come to the table with a little bit more confidence, gentlemen.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, That's I right. mean, uh, there's so much, so many misunderstandings and miscommunications in life and relationships that probably what happened was something that was unintentional.
1: You know what really bugs me, whether it's a relationship with your girlfriend or your spouse or your whatever anybody is somebody who, like you said, holds on to resentment, so all of a sudden somebody blows up at you because of something you might have done like a year ago or a couple months ago. Or somebody five years ago. five years ago, and it's ridiculous. You can't even believe they're still holding on to that, and it's festering inside them. And then the other thing is somebody who can't deal with conflict or can't get their feelings out and and describe what they're going through, so they give you the "Mm mm-hmm, Mm-hmm. I, I know people that do this, unfortunately, <laughs> and they, they just don't want to, I don't know, they don't want to express themselves, and it's 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 almost like a passive-aggressive thing.
0: Well, there are people who do, I mean, it can be a passive-aggressive thing, of course, but right. there are people who just have a lot of difficulty with conflict. Yes. You know? Right. I don't like it, but I handle the situation by just staying calm and keeping my voice soft and talking through and walking through, whatever it is that seems to be the problem. And 99 times out of 100, it's a lot smaller than you think it is.
1: So true. So true. And, you know, we're all moody. You know, we get moody sometimes, even with kids. I know that if they don't go for a walk, get some exercise, get good sleep, eat well, feel good, get cranky. Adults are the same way.
0: Yeah, and how often do we do the things that we're supposed to do to keep ourselves in good shape?
1: Not very often. You have to be really conscious of
0: that. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to be in a body. Right. A lot of responsibility to have a family. And part of that responsibility is taking care of yourself. Because if you don't get a little exercise or if you're too hungry, angry, lonely, or tired, Mm -hmm. you're not going to be your best self. You're not going to be your best partner. You're not going to be your best parent.
1: Right, right. I've actually learned to... Even yesterday, I said, you know what? I said to my husband, I need to get out of the house and go for a walk. I I, know we all went for a walk, but I was so uh, cranky for being inside and just being busy. And I said, let's just get out of the house and take a long walk. And we did. And we all were in the best mood when we came home.
0: You know, exercise really is the most accessible mood elevator. Right. And it's cheap. It's free. Yes, (laughs) And it's easy to do, but I have to say you were brave. I wanted to take a walk yesterday. It was just a little on the cold side.
1: Where are you from, here? Yes. Oh, that's why.
0: <laughs> I'm <laughs> yes. from the
1: East Coast, so I...
0: So yesterday was a summer day.
1: Uh, I know, but it was... No, it was cold. I was really bundled up. I'm, I've am i gotten very wimpy here. <laughs> uh, I was wearing a down jacket, but um, I said, let's get out of the house. And it was, it was refreshing. I mean, it was cold, but it was good. We had to, and the sun was out. I'm like, you know, enough already being stuck in the house.
0: Yeah. Now, I know I'm a Californian, but I my car's got heated seats. Oh come on! Can't deal with the cold. <laughs>
1: oh, I went to Syracuse, and we, as I always tell people, I had one winter we had 40 below windshield. Mm. Can you even get your brain around that? That's nuts.
0: I, I don't I don't know how you get your brain around <laughs> school with that kind of weather.
1: You just wear the ugliest boots for five six months out of the year Timberlands. You don't dress very nice, and you just freeze. You can't converse with anybody on the way to classes because your mouth feels like it's frozen. <laughs> it's it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy.
0: Well, I'm glad we don't have those issues to work through here. I know. You know, and, and I, I, I wonder about that. when When, you know, half the year you're spending 80% of your energy just surviving, how much right. energy do you have left to put into your relationship? Oh, I know you know. I know. Now that doesn't mean for everybody on the east coast to move here. We that happens almost every year after the Rose Bowl.
2: Oh, I didn't realize that.
0: Oh yeah, people people are are in, you know, 30 degree below weather and they're watching people watch the Rose Parade and out in their t-shirts at the Rose Bowl and they say, "Let's move to California." <laughs> I've met several and I, you know, I mean I've heard the rumor, but I've met several who that has actually that has actually been the case.
1: That's so funny. That's It's so not funny. an urban myth. Yeah. Well, I did get fed up. We we had a winter where I couldn't leave our apartment for five days. We had freezing, uh, we had, I guess an ice storm, and I had just had a baby, and I was like, I don't want to be stuck in a cave every time there's a storm for four or five days. This is nuts. So we did move, but and it's the best thing. I'm I love being out here, and I think definitely the weather is such a obviously mood lifter. Makes you feel great, so much better than you know, gray skies and cold weather and everything all the way around.
0: Well, there's always, a, there's always a way to lift your attitude. So true. You just, you know, you have to be willing to find it. You have to be willing to look for it.
1: Well, what did you think when I emailed you? I said, my show's called Get the Funk Out.
0: <laughs>
1: you're like, what is that?
0: I liked it. You know? I liked it. You know? I mean, it's creative and it's fun.
1: Right, right. Well, this is a crazy roller coaster ride we live in, This this life, this journey, and, You know, there are so many ups and downs and it's so inspiring to have someone like you on the show sharing advice for whether it's your relationship or being creative or starting the day anew with a positive outlook versus somebody that can't just quite drag themselves out of bed because they're so bummed out. Somebody broke up with them. They lost their job. I mean, valid things, but you have to make a choice in life.
0: You do. I mean, I think you have to take a couple of days and grieve. Absolutely. I think that's important. Um, But if the couple turns into, you know, five, six, seven, you've got to move yourself. Now, that doesn't mean that you, I'm not putting a time limit on on real grief. You know, if someone in your life uh, left or someone died Mm -hmm. or you lost your job, that's a real grieving situation. But what you don't want it to do is get deeper and turn into a depression. Sure because that's going to keep you out of the house. So, you know, I mean, I know I'm a shrink, but get help. Yes. Get counseling. Right. Um, people are trained to help you get the funk out.
2: Yes, right.
0: And, and you know, I mean, I'm all for self-help. I write self-help books. I, you know, I, I think that you can do a great deal on your own, but if you're finding that you're crying and it's gone on for more than a couple of weeks, hey, you need to talk to somebody.
1: So true so true you know I have to share uh, one story I was living in Boston I had lost my job and ended this lousy relationship after a very long time and both things happened like within the same month and I was so bummed out and so depressed and fortunately I had the the mindset to go take uh, classes so I actually t- uh joined a, uh, a health club It was just for women that was great and it was very bonding and I made some new friends and started taking classes at an adult education center. I took some pottery classes because I love create creating things and it was fun, you know, throwing clay and making things. Mm-hmm. And I just opened my network of people because I felt very alone and depressed. And it was the best thing I ever did. The best thing.
0: Well, I, you know, and and I think you can take it a little bit further, too, right? I mean, don't you? You got. I, I think you were very fortunate in that the first couple of things you tried, you had already known that you would relate to them.
1: True. I mean, I did dive into the Ben and Jerry's one too many evenings, but you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Isn't that what it's for? Yes. It's medicinal. Yes. It's medicinal. Yes. I uh, I I understand that. You know. But but you know, I mean, that's going to happen. That's part of the process. Right. And the secret to getting out of binge eating is located at the bottom of the container of the Ben and Jerry's. Right. <laughs> you have to eat the whole thing, and you'll see it at the bottom.
1: Then you want to barf, and you feel guilty.
0: <laughs> it says it, – well, I think the fun part about it is, is is, the one of the world's biggest lies is on the carton on the outside where it says, serves four.
1: Oh, I know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, but, but we – we can easily get into a funk, right. and we can almost as easily get out of it. But if it's something that you are used to, if this is something you do on a regular basis, you got to get that checked out. Sure. Right? Right. You know, I mean, there are some people who, when they end their relationships, climb into a hole, and you're not going to find them for weeks on end. And there are other people who go into an immediate celebration mode. I don't think either is good. Right. Right. <laughs> um, I think that, that you have to look at the situation, understand why it happened, and look at your history of relationships. This probably isn't the That's first so breakup true. you've had. Right. And if it's somewhere around the 30th, then you've you got to look at what the most common denominator has been in all of your relationships, and that is you. That's so true. And so you may need to make a few changes, and it could be in the people that you pick. I know a lot of folks with broken pickers, mm-hmm. you know, um, and it could be you. It could be just you You choose too quickly or too easily. Right, right. You know. Yes. They say that one of the most difficult things a boss does, or one of the, the stupidest things a boss does, is they hire too fast and fire too slow. I uh-huh. think that in relationships, we do the same thing. We get involved too fast, and we stay too long at the party,
2: yes.
0: and we end what isn't the right relationship for us too, too long, and all of a sudden, we wake up one day, and we're 60, you know? Right, right. And if your relationship needs work, you need to nudge your partner and say, hey, we need a tune up. How do you want to do it? There's a ton of different ways. You can read a self help book together. You can, you know, you can take a class. You can do a workshop. You can go to therapy. You can okay. take a long walk and talk the entire time.
1: Which is always great.
0: Mm hmm. It's great. It, it, we, we, don't, we don't talk enough and we don't ask enough questions of our partner.
2: hmm.
0: You know, so much of the time, if they do something that upsets us, we just whatever and go up to the room and turn on the tv and and just hold the grudge instead of saying you know i was in the kitchen doing the dishes you were on the couch watching tv you couldn't get up and help right you know right. along those lines because sure. um, at the end of the day we're all beat that's why it becomes night absolutely
2: <laughs> you absolutely. know
0: so we can sleep and recuperate and you know, pitching in in a relationship means a great deal. That's one of the things that, that does help people stay together. And you
1: have to open up about what your needs are. You can't, people aren't mind readers.
0: No, no, I say all the good psychics are busy doing Jerry Springer or whatever. <laughs> you know, your yeah. mate's not going to be that person. No. And, and so much of the time we want them to read our minds. You've got to know what's wrong with me. That means you love me more. I don't think so
1: right right they're not mind readers you have to say listen I could use a little help with this or that or you know and when you open up you'd be surprised you know people do respond
0: actually they can respond tremendously right you know given given a chance they can do a uh, they can do a lot they can do an awful lot
1: so true so tell me about you wrote this article recently in the OC Register, and you have a new book out, right, about creativity?
0: Um, it's about confidence, actually, oh, 100 okay. Ways to Boost Your Self-Confidence. Okay.
1: Want to talk a little bit about that?
0: Well, um, Career Press, uh, one of my publishers, uh, kindly asked me to um, put my spin on this idea, and uh, I spent the entire summer um, on my chaise uh, when I wasn't working writing this book um, for the primary reason that I decided that when I finished it, I'd be the most confident guy in the world. Nice. You know, I actually should be auditioning for those Dosakis commercials. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and were you um, more, more he's confident? He's the most
0: interesting man in the world, so I guess we don't, we, we're not the same.
1: Did you feel more confident as a result after the book was done?
0: Absolutely. Oh, it, was it, it worked for me exactly the way that I thought it would. It, it, it worked for me and built... Reestablished, I would say, my confidence because it, it forced me to remember all of the things that I have done to get from where I was to get here. Beautiful, you know. And um, I mean, I I really do recommend doing things outside the box. I really do recommend that you strive for the highest and greatest achievement that you can. Um, even if you don't make it, you still create a great deal of confidence.
1: Sure. Have you ever heard the quote by George Eliot? It's never too late to be what you might have been.
0: Yes, I have. Don't you love that? It's it's perfect. It's perfect, and it's true, and it and it and it needs to be said about individuals as well as relationships
2: too. Right. right.
0: You know, I think that 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 too many of us. The subtitle of my book is "Believe in Yourself, and Others Will Too," and we don't believe in ourselves,
1: and it shows.
0: <laughs> it does. When
1: you walk in the room and you're like, you know, I, I do a lot of voiceover work, and if you walk in a room and you you have this um, aura of hire me, please,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: you know, they're going to pick that up. You know, I, you,
0: as yeah. will anyone. Desperation right. is very unattractive.
1: Right. It's like blind dates. You know, please go out with me. I want to go out with you again. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so.
0: Well, I think that yeah, I mean the the, the blind date thing and, and going out. Thank God we have the internet now.
1: I guess I'm glad I'm not even part of that world. So
0: yeah, it's, it's gonna be tough. It's true, when, you, <sighs> you're, you're, when you're married, you don't have to deal with that. But yeah. for for those who are looking, you can learn a great deal more about a prospective date from reading their profile if they're honest. That's right. <laughs> Than you can for maybe even a first date or a first phone conversation. And as
1: long as they're not photoshopped, thank goodness.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently that happens.
1: I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We're talking with Dr. Barton Goldsmith, and you're listening to Get the Funk Out. I'm your host, Janine, and we'll be back in just a few minutes. Hang tight, and we'll be back with more with Dr. Goldsmith. The opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the management of KUCI or the UC Board of Regents. For more information about this show, go to KUCI.org. Dad, remember when you asked me, what do you want to do with your life? And I was like, shh, I want to get paid. Well, right after that, you said, there's no job called getting paid.
0: Really? I said that?
1: Yeah, and that's exactly when I knew. I wanted to go to college.
0: You never know which moments will be the ones they remember forever. So take time to be a dad today. Learn more at one 4 dad 411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S.
1: Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council.
0: Close your eyes for a moment. Now imagine you're away from it all. Beside a crystal clear mountain stream, the cool grass crunches underfoot. Take a deep breath and drink in the sound of water cascading over the stones as birds call out from above. A real paradise like this isn't easy to come by, but it does still exist. And with your help, places like this one can last forever. You see, The Nature Conservancy works locally with communities, businesses, and people like you to preserve the most precious natural places around the world. They protect the animals that live there, the plants that grow there, and even the water. That way, this beautiful place will be beautiful forever. And we'll make sure that closing your eyes will never be the only way to get there. I'm Paul Newman. Help The Nature Conservancy save the last great places.
1: Visit the Nature Conservancy at nature.org. That's nature.org. Look at all
0: the cars. Lots of colored cars. Ah, there's a blue one. Isn't it pretty? Whew, look how fast that red one's going. It's red like that stop sign. Like my jacket.
1: This is a 38-year-old man.
0: My jacket's not a car, is it? Is my jacket a car? My jacket is red, but it doesn't go fast.
1: He may sound a little strange to you and me. Vroom. But to his two-year-old son, who's interested in cars and colors, he makes perfect sense. That's the sound cars make. When you talk with your child, you build vocabulary, and learning starts long before school does. So follow their lead. Take simple, everyday moments, like eating dinner or just watching cars go by, and turn them into learning moments. Ooh, look, red
0: Yes! And ah, it's moving awfully fast. Blue car! Yes, the man in the red car is about to meet the man in the blue car. Get himself a pretty pink ticket.
1: Turn everyday moments into learning moments. For more tips, go to bornlearning.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council.
2: Listen to Writers on Writing every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on 88.9 FM. KUCI in Irvine.
1: Hi, you're listening to Get the Funk Out. I'm your host, Janine, and we're back with Dr. Barton Goldsmith. Dr. Goldsmith? Yeah. Hi. So I want to talk about more about your book because I think, you know, you really struck a chord with boosting confidence and, you know, a lot of people start a day and they say, okay, it's a new day. I'm going to get out there and I'm going to do some new things, but I don't know where to start.
0: Is that before or after their initial waking with anxiety?
1: (laughs) Oh, that's the worst. Isn't it? That is the worst. Or when you wake up at 3 a.m. and, yeah, been there.
0: (laughs) Or when you wake up at the time you're supposed to wake up and the first thing that hits you or the second thing that hits you is anxiety. Right. Uh, And it doesn't have to be a lot to throw you off.
1: So what do you do about that, that anxiety?
0: Well, a lot of people think, okay, the best way to deal with this one, and they're not too far off is to get out and run oh. so they they wake up they put on their running shoes and they get out and run and they come back and they're feeling much better and that you know again exercise is great it will work for anxiety and depression it works really well but I think in addition to dealing with the symptom of anxiety that's, you know throwing you out of bed and made you put on your running shoes and shorts when it's 50 degrees outside okay. um, I I think that that you got to get to the root problem first, or in the in the in the process of healing yourself, sure. you've got to get to the root problem at some point.
1: Right, I agree.
0: You know, and that may take more than just you to get to that point. Right. So you know, I'm back to you know maybe you want to seek out some help, or if you know what's going on, then maybe you, there's something that you can do about it. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 try to. Try to think your way, process your way through it by giving yourself, asking yourself some questions. You know, why am I in this place? What is it I'm anxious about? Mm -hmm. And if you write down those anxieties, you get them out of your head and out of your body, and it becomes a to-do list. Sure. You know, and that's what I have to take care of. And There are a lot of people who battle with anxiety, and interestingly enough... um, there are a number of uh, doctors who believe that uh, depression manifests as anxiety 65 percent of the time. So, do you really know whether you're anxious or depressed? And if you're Woody Allen, you're really in a in a pickle. Yeah, right. I'm so depressed about my anxiety. <laughs>
1: <Right>. <laughs> so true.
0: You know, I yeah. mean, so uh, you 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 need to find out what's going on with you if you if you wake up with either depression or anxiety and I don't think that's what we were meant to do I think everybody has a little and that's normal but if it's bugging you for more than again two weeks and it's happening on a consistent basis I think it's something you need to do something about
1: right you know for some reason when I was uh, single I would wake up and if I was dating somebody and I felt he was the wrong person I always would wake up first thing in the morning and I would have like the clearest mindset of whether this person was right or wrong and usually it was the wrong person and it would weigh on me and i'd say to myself well that's very crystal clear if something is weighing on you about this person then it's not right and i for some reason i was able, able to make really good decisions in the morning based on how i woke up because i i just felt like i had this clarity you know what i mean
0: i understand some people get that clarity first thing in the morning mm-hmm. i i know that that you know for a lot of people if they're next to someone that they know isn't the right person they get anxiety instead of clarity, but that anxiety needs to be read. Yes, you need to listen to it, and and you know, God, my the thought of spending the weekend with this person next weekend is too much for me. Right, you know, I right. can't do it, and so you have to do that very hard thing about saying, I, you know, let's see other people. <laughs>
1: yeah, right. It's not you, it's me.
0: <laughs> well, I, you know, I mean, I don't, I, yeah. I, I think that's that can be fair in a lot of respects. I
1: know, I know.
0: You know, it's just that you're going to cause hurt in another person, and that's always a hard thing to do, especially if you yourself are sensitive.
1: That's so true. That's so true.
0: You know, I mean, I've been dumped. It's not fun. And I I can't stand the idea of hurting another human being, but if you're not in the right relationship, your choices are pretty slim, and you don't want to set yourself up for a life that isn't going to make you at least somewhat happy.
1: That's so true. No, I reached a point where I stopped dating for many years because I felt like I wasn't meeting the right person. And then I met my husband in a bookstore when I least expected it. It was unbelievable. I hear
0: bookstores are good.
1: (laughs) It it was great. It was great, Barnes and Noble, yeah.
0: And they're still around.
1: And they're still around. Not the one, unfortunately, we met at, but, but yes, they're still around. But it is, and I always say to people, I started writing, writing down interesting stories, how people met, actually. When you least expect it, that's when life happens. You know, when you're not planning and searching and desperate and you want to find somebody. Because things just happen. you got to let things roll.
0: You know, you're, I don't disagree with you, mm-hmm. but I think that you can make things happen, too. I don't. Yes. One of the things I describe in uh, Hunter Ways to Boost Your Self Confidence" is that opportunity yes. does not knock on your door. It's right. actually walking down the street in disguise. You have to be able to recognize it, leap out of the house, drag it inside, so that you can partake.
1: No, that's true. You're not going to find somebody, you know, being stuck in your apartment by yourself. You know, I guess exactly. I guess exactly. well, you nowadays, something. Yeah. I guess if you're on the internet and you're searching and yeah. But you do have to do, you have to be proactive.
0: You do. On 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 all levels. Right. You have to be proactive. And then once you get into the relationship, you know, you have to work on it there and and all relationships take work and if you look at the good ones and you ask people what they thought were the good ones, you know, the people who are in the good ones, why why they work. The people in them will tell you they work because we work on them.
1: So true. But I do think you have to have yourself in check before you jump into a relationship. So you have to clear up your your end of the street, your baggage to some degree. You know what I mean? I mean, you don't want to go in and be unhealthy in a relationship.
0: Well, I, I, I completely agree with you, but you also don't have to be perfect. Perfect. Right. It's, you know? Yeah. And, and I find a lot of the time that, that uh, you know, I, I don't believe in the saying that you have to love yourself first before you can love someone else. I honestly think that the opposite is true, that you can meet someone who admires you, and that can help you admire yourself. That's true. But you I, know?
1: But I also think, you, for women especially, I think you have to be confident, because you, you do want to love yourself to some degree and be confident, not feel like you need a partner to feel loved.
0: I agree. I you think know? that self confidence, mm-hmm. you know, again, that's that's really the ticket. But there are a lot of ways to get there, you know. Right. And once you start feeling the love, then you you want to expand it, and you want to you want to. If someone else values you, then you can learn to value yourself. Right. You know what is it the people who have loved me, even if I didn't love them back, saw in me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What was that 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 quality, and. For many people, it can be just as simple as, you know, I'm a nice person. And these days, that's a lot harder to find than it used to be.
1: That's so true.
0: Kind of like common sense. It ain't all that common anymore.
1: You know, it's interesting. My husband has definitely been the most supportive supportive person in my life, which has helped me boost my self-confidence. And, they, you know, when you find somebody that really loves you unconditionally, they allow you to grow and you learn more about yourself. I agree. You know? I agree. What do you mean when you say love is a verb? Can you talk about that?
0: Love is an action word. Mm-hmm. Love is not sit there and let it just happen. You have to take action in your relationship and do positive things to make it to make yourselves closer. Play little games with each other. Um, you know, text and talk as often as possible. Touch each other when you pass by in the house. You know, I, I, I find it very strange that many couples will, you know, if one's walking through a room and the, the other one comes in, they'll both put their backs to the wall so the other person can pass. Excuse me, you're going in the wrong direction. <laughs> you know, you get an opportunity like that, a hand in the small of your back, that means something.
1: Right. That's so true.
0: You know, I mean, I, I really think that we don't take the little opportunities to be close. And if you start on this push-your-partner-away thing, Mm -hmm. you're pushing yourself away, too, and it's hard to get back. It Mm -hmm. really is a lot of work. It is. Don't, don't, Don't do that to yourself. This is the person that you are with. Say, okay, we're together. Let's make this work. Where do we need to tune up? Or simply move on. I don't think it's that tough to break the chains of discord. You know, you've got to you've got to get out of the denial mode and admit that a problem exists, you know, and then, you know, put your differences aside so that at the very least you can begin to talk about it.
1: Very true. Very true. Now, some people think that when partners want some alone time, that's not healthy, but I think it's fine. You know, like my husband says, do you mind if I go off? go see the Chargers with my friend or whatever it's not like he's doing it all the time I think it's important to have time alone what do you think about that
0: I agree I think Mm -hmm. that we all need our individual things and I don't think that my partner is going to be interested in everything that I do
2: Right.
0: (laughs) and you know if I have to walk into one more mall I, I might I might shoot myself I'm not sure I know um so yeah by all means she should do what she wants to do and and from time to time and I get to do what I want to do fortunately um, I'm in a relationship where we'd rather spend time with each other than doing other things. That's nice. But you know, I got stuff that I want to do and even even as as far as music goes, you know, there's different different tastes and the like. And I will from time to time, you know, the last one was Jackson Brown, somebody she's not at all interested in, but I took myself to the Jackson Brown concert. That's okay. And by the way, it's amazing what great seats you can get when you just need one ticket.
1: Right. Right. Now, do you call her up and hold, have her listen to the concert? <laughs> <laughs> my husband does that. He'll be like Paul McCartney. He went alone. and He'll call me up, and I'll be listening.
0: <laughs> no, I hadn't. I hadn't thought about that one. But yeah. but uh, next time. You
1: feel like you're there.
0: You can. Yeah. You can. I. Uh, it's one of my hobbies. You know. I enjoy seeing it's concerts. Great. And and. Uh, listening to music
1: and it's important I think it's so important to keep your hobbies going and and do your music and do your thing
0: oh absolutely you can't nobody can live uh, with a you know on bread alone mm-hmm. I mean you really do have to have a variety of things in your life and in your relationship right <clears throat> I think it's very important that uh, you mix it up a bit
1: Now, what's one tip that you would give a couple who's not getting along to improve their relationship?
0: Well, the first thing I would say is can you identify the beginning of the downward spiral? Mm -hmm. And that can be really enlightening. Um, And once you find it out, it's much easier to heal heal the pain. And you do that by simply being kinder to each other. One of the things I do with, with a lot of the couples that come to me, and it's lesson number one a great deal of the time, is I give homework assignments. So go home, uh, be nice to each other for a week. Come <laughs> back and tell me about it. And pretty much every single time, as long as they do the exercise, there's been an improvement. That's great. There's been a marked improvement. That's and people will be able, People couples are able to take that and then, move to the next level with it.
1: And you know what? One thing I tell our kids is if we're not happy as a couple, then, you know, you're not going to be happy. Mm-hmm. You have to let us have our time to communicate and be alone. and you know.
0: No, I think it's very important to have healthy boundaries with the with the kids. And if, you know, your entire relationship is spent running around to their games, et cetera, um, you're not going to have much time for each other. You've got to find a balance. I agree. Right, right. You know, and sometimes it ain't all that easy. Not at all. Not you know, all. but everybody works together, and you, you figure it out. Once you do, it can be a lot of fun. Um, but then again, you also know that the kids are going um, to change places fairly. <laughs> uh, they're going to change their minds about what they want to do fairly, fairly often.
1: Oh, yes. Oh, yes, absolutely. Now, you write a weekly national syndicated newspaper column, right?
0: Correct, yeah.
1: And where can people read more about that?
0: Well, the column runs in the OC register.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's where I saw it,
0: right. Right, in the lifestyle section. Um, so your listeners will be able to get it there. Uh, you can also find it online at uh, bartongoldsmith.com. And I also do a blog for Psychology Today.
1: Oh, that's a great magazine.
0: And uh, proud to say it's been in the uh, top ten the last two years in a row.
1: That is a, I used to actually read that years ago. I love that magazine.
0: It's uh, it's it's been a pleasure and an honor writing for them, and um, they can get my blog at psychology today slash blogs psychology today dot com slash blogs, and then put in my name Barton Goldsmith.
1: So, considering it's Monday and people tuning into the Get the Funk Out show, what would you, based on your new book, what would you give them for suggestions for you know, just changing up things in their lives?
0: Remind yourself of the commitment you've made to be the best person you can, heal your relationship, and keep the promise that you're going to work through this and make your life and the lives of the people you care about the best they can be.
1: That's great. Because we we definitely have to work on our, our confidence, and then that trickles over into our relationships.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. How can it not? Right. How can it not? The, the, the more confident we feel, the stronger we are, the healthier we are. And I'm not talking about, you know, arrogance and uh, blind, blind confidence. that doesn't really mean anything. I'm talking about the true confidence that tells you you're in the right place at the right time, doing the right things for the right reason with the right people. So true. And that's in you. You just have to get in touch with it.
1: How do you, how do, you do that? You know, you're you're in a funk, it's Monday. How would you suggest they get in touch with them?
0: You know, I would give myself a couple minutes of quiet time. Mm -hmm. I would take a couple of deep breaths, and I would say, you know, this is where I, where where do I want to be? And from here, how do I get there? And what step can I take? To move toward my goals because happiness comes truly from moving toward what you want not from getting it once you've achieved a dream you really got to find another one quickly
1: they say that about writing a screenplay you write a screenplay and then it's over and it's like you got to work on something else next very quickly
0: yeah you'd be writing a book writing I mean any mm-hmm. big project right. I mean fortunately I, I, I get to do more than one thing in my world um, and that really really helps but if, you're, if you are in the unenviable position of having just completed a huge goal, you've got to create another dream. Yes. That's what's going to create happiness for you. I mean, people who, you know, their, their dream is to raise a family. And when the kids are off to school, I've, oftentimes I've heard, wow, I think we should have had another or, you know, what are we going to do? And other couples are like, "Okay, let's paint and rent the room out." I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we got places to go and people to see. You've got them. You've got to make a second set of plans.
1: So true. I know because there's a there's a bit of a, a letdown after you do something big and you don't have anything else on the horizon.
0: Uh, not a bit. I think there can be a huge letdown, a huge yeah. depression. Yeah. That occurs, and yeah, you've got to have a backup plan, and if there isn't one. Um, you got to have a plan B. Mm -hmm. Save yourself the grief. Just create a plan B. And
1: I think it's great to set some short-term goals and long-term goals and work on those. You know, cut yourself some slack. You've got a lot of things going on, but especially some short-term goals that are very attainable. And just do it. Go for it already.
0: It's pretty amazing, actually, what can happen if you pick a a little project and, and just, you know, say, so, yeah, I'm going to do this and, and see what happens with it, and it can, it can turn out to be huge. I mean, my column was just a, a started out almost 10 years ago now wow. as, you know, oh, just a shot. I'll send this in the newspaper and see if they'll run it. And they ran a couple of my articles, and then they called me and asked me if I'd like to do it on a regular basis, and six months later it was national. Look
1: at that, six months later.
0: I mean, who knew? I had no idea. And then now, you know, years later, what, there's four books um, and the column and the blog, and, and uh, yeah, I can write every day if I want. Wow. You know, and, and the thing is, though, is that there's, a, there's still a ton of room. Everybody's screaming for content, you know. You, mm-hmm. if, if you want to write, if you like to write, there's plenty of room for you. If, you. if your art form or your creativity runs in a different channel, that's fine. There's also plenty of room for you. You have to remember the Internet is just at its beginnings. Interesting. We don't even, we have no idea what's to come.
1: I know. People don't think of it that way, though. They think, look how far we've come, you know.
0: Or they think, oh, it's too late to get in. And no, it's not. It's never too late to have a good family, a happy relationship, or a good career. Right. You know, you just have to be a little on the creative side and don't let go of the dream. And if you have to keep a day job to keep the dream alive, there is nothing wrong with that.
1: That's so true. I think it's great to take a class too. I know that I was uh, taking a class in, um, at night for the screenwriting or voiceover because it's something I always wanted to do and it, mm-hmm. it made me feel better. You know, I'd go to work, I'd be in a better mood.
0: Oh, yeah, because you know you're getting closer to your dream, you're getting closer to your goal. Right. And the interaction with other people can also be really helpful in terms of putting you in a good mood. And I also think that just taking class, just learning, is going to increase your endorphin level.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we need to wrap up. Uh, can you throw out your website so people can find out more about
0: you? It's my name, Barton Goldsmith, B-A-R-T-O-N, goldsmith.com.
1: Beautiful. Thank you so much for coming on the show.
0: My pleasure. Thanks for having me.
1: Thank you. Be well. Take care. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Get the Funk Out. Up next, Sheldon Abbott with Cure for the Blues, and I'll be back Next Monday, my name is Janine, and I host Get the Funk Out, and I hope you have a wonderful Monday, and enjoy Cure for the Blues up next. Sounds of the Anteater Kingdom, on 88.9 FM KUCI in Irvine.
2: You're listening to kc 88.9 88.9 FM, Irvine, Irvine, Irvine. Friend us on Facebook at KUCI
1: FM and Twitter at KUCIFM. KUCI FM. talk, music, and more. As a parent, you can't help but look at your child and wonder what the future holds. You may dream about the possibility of your son or daughter becoming a professional athlete or a renowned heart surgeon. But while you're dreaming, consider this. The odds that your child will be diagnosed with autism are 1 in 166. Knowing the signs of autism and catching it early could make a world of difference to your child and to you. To learn the signs, visit AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council.